Blog Talk Radio. The God we serve is excellent, and we give him the highest praise on the day. Somebody say hallelujah to the Lord. Come on, you may know this. Sing with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory.
episode on this Five Sneaks on Network. How is everybody doing tonight? How is the human family doing tonight? Well, I want to welcome you to a special, a special on the one and only George Floyd um, and the global aftermath of his death. I'm seeing, I'm sure y'all seeing a serious aftermath, right? Uh, probably haven't seen um, anything like this in a while uh, in terms of a uh, uh, united effort from all types of people. Let me go ahead and read the show description where uh, those of you that just called the phone line know what's going on. Um, earlier, I sent this to many of you, and it went something like this. A George Floyd special and the global aftermath. I went on to say that uh, riots and rallies globally why does this keep happening? Will it ever change for the African Americans? I went on to say white showed up big. White showed up big for this one. Not just in America, but all over the world. What does this mean for the struggle? That's a good question. Why isn't African American lives valued highly in the first place? Not just by whites and others, but by African Americans themselves. Does the Most High say anything about this? And finally, I went on to say, how are you feeling about this? And that is the truth. We want to know how you're feeling tonight, brothers and sisters, because at the end of the day, you have your concerns for you and yours, right? You're a young people. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, but listen, um, at the end of the day, everybody's concerned about their children and them and their his, their future. And people want to know, you know, how what's the chance of this happening to my son? Is this going to happen to my grandkids? So tonight we hope to, with the help of the Most High and that, uh, that the Holy Spirit we call the Ruach HaKadosh, we hope that we are able to provide some answers. If not, perhaps some of the callers can share some light. Because the Father just don't use just this panel. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond feeling like I need to always give an answer to people. It's the Most High. It's His work. It's His people. And He will speak to whomever He will. It just may be you. So if you're on the phone line, go ahead and press 1, and we can get you on to, to share. And by the way, those uh, panelists that are in the house, if you can go ahead and press 1, I'd appreciate it. I see you. I think Brother Chris already. I passed Chris already. But uh, folks, listen. Listen, like I said, at the end of the day, we're concerned about our children, ourselves, of course. But if you're a good father, a good mother, you're really concerned about your children. And that's what we're talking about tonight. We're just not trying to be know-it-alls, but just trying to hear a word from the Most High. So tonight, again, we're at it on this Five Post on Network. I'm Brother Seven, his panel. Uh, we'll seek to hear from the Most High as well as, as, well as the callers uh, to get some answers. But this is nothing to play with, y'all. This is serious, serious, serious. What's serious, Brother Seth? People feeling hopeless, looking at cops toying with our lives, taking us out one by one, 
It's not always a cell phone, brothers and sisters. It's not always a camera to catch how the enemy is just snatching our lives. My goodness. I'm thinking of a scripture that talks about how the, the those people who we believe is uh, African Americans uh, I talked about the, the, the most high people would be hid away in holes you can't think of Isaiah 42 and 22 Isaiah 42 and 22 talking about how those that rule over a certain people will, will, will seek to put these people we believe in as Israelites but the scripture talks about how the oppressors of Israel, the fathers anointed, the people he called to be an example in the earth, they're not better than anybody else. He just uses them to demonstrate his love and his power in the earth more than any other people. Israelites, Israel. The scripture talks about them being scattered throughout the four corners if they are disobedient. And that's what happened. Israel became disobedient. The father scattered them. He talks about the people that will rule over them in Isaiah 42 and 22. He went on to say, but this, talking about Israel, but this, talking about the Israelites, but this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are, all of them, snared in holes. And they are hid in prison houses. They are for prey. And none delivered for a spoil, and none saith restore. One more time, the father's talking about how the people that rule over Israel would would be clever, crafty, and just listen to the scripture one more time. But this is a people robbed and spoiled. Some of my millions of people, the scripture was wrote, they are all of them snared in holes. Some translations say tricked. They are hid in prison houses. You know, jails. They are for play. Most times not protecting you due to a disobedience. You will be for play. And none delivered for a spoil. None saith restore. Not like it should be. When they say none, it don't mean not no single person. It just means the fastest of, of the people don't cry out. We had a somewhat of a big crowd for the weekend. Uh, if you don't continue, in a big crowd the way I'd look at it, and I think the way it is. Okay, if you got a few little people on a few weekends, just say something and tear up stuff. And even though it may be uh, thousands. It could be millions if it go away in a week or two. It really this scripture really is being fulfilled when they say none, none delivered, and none say restore. That scripture is fulfilled for sure. But folks, listen, I don't want to get too deep on y'all, but you know what? Some of these, it's really amazing how a lot of brothers, our brothers and sisters, look for answers to world problems, and they want, they want a quick microwave oven for problems that's been around for thousands of years. Folks, everything can't be uh, uh tweeted okay the father is not a twitter everything can be in a one or two line sentence it's just not the way it works we're talking about some 
how we raised. So we profane the name of the Most High by not being the fathers and mothers we should be, and the nation and the villages we should be. By this way, we embarrass the Most High. People think the religion is a joke, even some of our children. So, Father say his name will not be profane. profane. And there's judgment that comes with that, and that's what's happening. Uh, uh, a lot of what we're seeing. But keep in mind, with regards to the curses or the fulfillment or the uh, uh, scripture for disobedience, I do believe a lot of this have come to an end, and we're seeing just the final of, of fruit of disobedience. And I do believe that there is hope. There is hope for our people. And that's what we want to talk about tonight, the hope, the hope, the hope. Uh, yes, we have been under operating under a curse, I believe it. But I think we have come to an end to that. And there is this pushback from those in power. There is this pushback from those that just don't want to see this uh, 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 America change. So when a president come along and say, uh, let's take America back, uh, make America great again, of course he's going to win the election because that's exactly what people are wanting right about now because they're seeing, they are seeing their empire fall. They're seeing their empire fall. So again, welcome to the Pastors on Network. We'll get more into that a little later on. Um, let's go, um, let's just go to the phone lines and bring on the uh, panelists. I know I have to take a little, little long one there, but folks, there's so much in my heart is not even funny with regards to uh, the one and only George Floyd and, and the senseless death. Uh, and uh, I just thank the most high for the outcry all over the planet uh, with regards to him. I know some of this is temporary, but it's good to see our white brothers and sisters and other ethnic groups out there sharing. Now, they're white as a group. See how I do that? we got to be careful, but uh, the, the so-called white, I should say, because no such thing as a piece based on color. But it's just good to see everybody protesting and standing up and speaking out and feeling the pain. But folks, it's going on. It's going on. It's going on everywhere. It's not just uh, at that, it was not just what happened to George. It just happened last night somewhere in America. It happened somewhere where there wasn't a cell phone. Somebody's life was taken. Just do the research. Think I'm kidding happening every day, every day. And if they're not taking a lot, there are oftentimes it's close to, there's abuse. There's abuse every, probably every hour to the African-Americans for just being so-called African-American. So uh, we got to talk about why, why we keep winding up at, this, at these crossroads. Why, 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 why are our lives so not valued? And I honestly think that we, we, this, this cop, and I'm bringing on, I'm coming to you, uh, panel, just, just bear with me. I got to lay this down. I honestly believe, brothers and sisters, that uh, these cops, oftentimes when people get caught, they're uh, vilified as something other than a human. And uh, I don't like that because it was four officers involved. So it's not some random thing that's happened by some skinhead. I've been seeing a lot of signs. I can't hear myself on this one line. Hold on a second. Let me bring up a moderator. Okay, Brother John Clark, Eric Code 972805. Brother John, are you there? What's good, Brother Seth? I'm here. Hey, listen, I just couldn't hear myself on my backup phone. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you fine, and I've been able to hear you through the course of the opening of the show. So I, I think it's just your own 
uh, inability to hear it. I, I've heard you fine the okay. whole time. It's probably my phone. Well, listen, brother, welcome again to the Fossil Stone uh, Network, uh, brother. Uh, it's good to see you back in the Salas Moderator tonight. And I was just saying to the people, John, about how, you know, we look at these four police officers. If some people look at these four police officers. There's some kind of, kind of devil or something, the devils or something. When I think is a mindset of a nation, and I want to talk about that. I want to hit that really, 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 really hard tonight. It is a mindset of a people. Had not there been a camera, probably anybody that's passing by wouldn't have reported it. I mean, I'm just being honest. If there wasn't somebody had their camera on, the guy could have died, and there are guys dying unreported. No doubt. Videos. No doubt. So it's a mindset, and what's strange about this mindset of black lives not mattering or lack of valuing us, it's not just with our so-called white brothers and sisters. I really, really, really don't see the value of life even among us. We may value it a little bit more because we have dark skin. John, there's a little noise on your line. I can hear you moving around. Uh, I don't know if you know that or not. But just, so, I'm folks, muted. listen. Listen, folks. This is serious. This, tonight, is serious as it gets. We're not going to look at all of the... I'm not interested in talking about the looting and all this stuff. Maybe for three minutes. That's it. For the whole show. I mean, my goodness, when the Cowboys win something or, you know, the Seattle Seahawks or whoever, people go tearing up theirs and destroying and looting when a woman or a man in a relationship gets mad. Oftentimes he destroys his own property. So quit acting like y'all know what, they, what these young people are doing, like this, they're, like they're just such a demon. That's a weak, weak-ass argument, okay? I don't want to talk about no looting tonight, really and truly. I don't want to talk about it. People destroy their own when they're upset. They destroy everything. They feel like, I don't give a F about nothing. Get with it. This ain't that kind of show. Let's grow up tonight and talk about what is really going on. No, no, no. What is really going on? We got to quit playing with this thing. Why are we not valuing black lives among so-called black people? If we don't value our own lives, how do you expect others to come in and value you more than you value yourself? There's a lot of disrespect in, in relationships with the so-called black men and black women. There's a lot of putting down of black males by black women. Why would somebody come along and just simply act that out and just, you know, I mean, just mimic what they see us do? I'm not taking the blame off whites. Please don't give me there. I'm not no Uncle Tom type of dude. Don't don't play that tonight either. But I'm saying there is a genuine disrespect among us, and it comes, I believe, from not knowing why we're misfunctioning. It's hard as a smart, intelligent person to respect the people that's dysfunctioning, and you don't know why. You have to be able to articulate in details why it is we're misbehaving. If you can't do that, if you can't do that, there's going to be some self-hate involved, self-disrespect involved. It's just, it's just intelligence, folks. You can't look at a people unorganized, not able to come together, and continually respect people. You can, you can fake it. You can go.
go be a Black Panther or Black this or pro-Black that is fake it, but it only can last for so long because you're going to constantly see us falling apart and not knowing why. You have to know why these people are behaving the way they are in details. You have to know who we are as a people, and you have to know the great things we've done to know what we have potential of doing. Yes, you will disrespect, and that's exactly what you're seeing among all ethnic groups to the so-called black man. But, John, your thoughts, please, we're going to go to the phone lines. We already got questions, hands up. So, uh, oh, hold on one second. I think Pastor Chris wanted to get in here. Hold on one second. But, John, go ahead and introduce yourself really quickly, because I know you just kind of came on and I was talking. But go ahead and just say hello to the people, uh, and then we're going to go to back Pastor Chris. And any comments? Uh, uh, if you don't know me by now, <laughs> you probably never know me. The immortal words of KRS-One. Um, yeah, my name is John, and uh, yeah, I'm just another um, panelist, if you will, on the Five Smooth Stone Network. I've been in and out for many years, uh, dealing with Brother Seth, who was the first one, the pioneer for us, uh, as opposed to who he considers to be pioneers. He was a pioneer for me and my boys back in college, giving us insight into who we were. Nowhere n- near as many scriptures to support this as there are now, but um, called back up later in life and have been kicking it here on the Five Smooth Stone Network ever since and just enjoying this particular topic. Uh, there's a lot that needs to be discussed, understood, hashed out, and even a, a personal action plan, so to speak. You know, there's a lot that people can do as far as protesting, but there's a lot we can do on a personal level as it pertains to the outrage that we may feel um, dealing with not just George Floyd, just the overall disposition of the United States, the, land, the Western civilization as it pertains to us. And with that, I'll kick it back over to you, Brother Seth, and uh, we, we'll get into it at a later time. Yes, yes, yes. Appreciate those words. Going back to the phone lines, uh, Pastor Alfie Christopher Lathia Temple, your line is now open as well, sir, all the way forward. Just say hello to the people. Pastor Alfie Chris, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, go right here, but say hello to the people. I, I said good evening to uh, you and uh, Brother John. I hope y'all have been having a good week. Uh, no doubt, going Pastor on, uh, Unbelievable things. On changes going on. Um, we're seeing something that, uh, you know, I guess uh, I'm the oldest one going to be on the show tonight, but this is, the, this is the most, the strangest time I've ever seen since I've been on this earth in the United States. And some of it is repeating what happened in the 60s and 70s, but a lot of it is new. And Yahweh is doing something, believe it or not, that's positive for us. And I guess we can discuss that later, but I'm just glad to be here. Uh, Welcome, brothers. I'm glad I'm a panelist on this show, and I hope we have an excellent show tonight. We will, we will, we will. The phone lines are already full, and I know that all these people are on here because of this topic. When you get this many people this early, that means it is a hot topic, and uh, more hot, I probably should use that secular socialist, social, socialist word, 
But I, you know, we do these blogs. If, we, if we're not relevant, I mean, why are we doing them? I mean, we gotta be talking about things people are interested in. If you hit the hit a nerve, you're gonna get a show like this. So I'm letting y'all know right now, we got a lot of people listening. I do appreciate the love. The chat room is now open. Please forgive me. I'm just turning it on, y'all. Um, listen, um, Pastor Chris, you just said you've never seen this before in your years. Can you elaborate a little bit on what do you mean by you've never seen? What have you never seen? And uh, if you could. Um, you know, when they had the civil uh, rights movement, you know, in the 60s and 70s, when Martin Luther King were marching, um, never seen like a multicultural group as large as this. A lot of times it, it might have been Dr. King and maybe four, five, ten whites. But now it was like I've seen some of the protests and the brothers and sisters are actually in the minority. Yeah. And that's different. You know, it's more, it's like other people say, well, you know, look at his, this is, this is an injustice. And and my silence is just like I'm 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 co-opting it because I'm not speaking out against it. And in the in the sixties and seventies it wasn't really like that. And, you know, I think this has brought it to a a, a boiling point. You know, because it's not only African Americans, it's Latinos, it's whites, it's just about every other every ethnic group in the United States and even overseas that, that are just saying, Hey, Enough is enough. You know, we got to, black lives matter. We got to be uh, human beings and not treat our, one of our brothers and sisters like animals. And that's that's a lot different than it was in the 60s and 70s. They had riots. They had looting. But they didn't have the, the multicultural support that's being shown now. Yes, there is. And you know what? Sometimes we get so used to racist white people. And stuff's not working until we actually see change. We don't even see change. And so I want to hit on that a little bit. So much on my mind about this whole situation. I know all of y'all feel the same way. Everybody on the phone, I'm sure, saying the same thing. But, folks, when the most I do something, just like with this, this plague right now in our country, it's a plague. This coronavirus, I believe it is anyway. Who would have thought if somebody told you last year that all the business would be shut down? Nearly all. Everybody would be in their houses. And folks would be dying. And nobody really can describe or really determine when, what to do with this virus. They won't know this. They won't. Who would have believed that? So just because we can't believe something don't mean it's not happening right before our eyes. On this network, I try to talk about things that the most highest saying that you just can't find at your local institutions like your churches and your colleges. That's what we try to specialize in because if you want to hear just on something on faith, which is the, a great topic and probably more important than a lot of things we talk about, you can get that on any 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 network, any time of day. It's, there's just billions of people talking about faith. But when you start talking about the roots of white supremacy, what make us tick? Because we're talking about these same so-called white people. And I say so-called because on this network, again, another topic, and I see Cecilia Eliana, but another topic that we don't talk about is in our institutions is what is white skin? Who are white people? So I don't like to say white people because there's no such thing as a people based upon the color. In 1681, 
after Bacon's Rebellion, if you know something, something you know history, you know they created that those tags to divide us, white and black. It all had to do with land distribution and the whole Bacon's Rebellion. That's when they started using the terms white and black. Prior to 1681, there was no such thing. And by the way, uh, everyone, white people are not from Europe. <laughs> there was a time there was no life in Europe. Planet had colleges and aviation and not aviation that we have today. Maybe. We don't know that either. But there were some people moving around in the air. According to what I've, I've been reading, I, I don't know. Some form of, of travel by air or or you know, not like we know it today. Don't don't let don't beat me up on that. They're not flying around in planes, but there was people doing kind. Of, what I'm trying to say, there was all types of technology before there was a Europe. So, on this network, we try to answer the hard questions. What happened? What happened? How did? African-Americans' lives come down to nothing to where a guy can have his knee on in the public daylight. He knew nothing was going to happen to him. Most of the time, nothing happened to him. That man would not have risked his life and his, his wife and trying to divorce him. All these things would not be happening to this man. He would not have done that. I'm telling you, that cop was just a regular American. I do not like people treating him like he's some skinhead. He's not a skinhead. He's the kind of people that voted for Trump. I be I know a lot of black people for Trump. This disillusion black people. I'm just I'm I'm not playing tonight. Y'all don't play with me either. But I'm saying it's a mindset. That Oriental guy, the Oriental cop that was telling everybody to back off when they were saying, Sir, check me. He's he's dying to I'm a paramedic, I work for the fire department, check his vital signs of and the Oriental guy just he was American. Those four cops were Great Americans. <laughs> God is my witness on that. Please understand what I'm trying to say tonight. It's an American way of life. It's just how you look at black lives. You may not want to kill them with your neck, your, your knee on their neck, but in other words, their lives, they don't value. A lot of people felt like he was a thug. Just looking at the video, they didn't even know who he was. We all look... The same to certain people. But then I want to talk about something tonight, and I, and I beg the panelists before I come to Sister Eliana, I beg y'all, I hardly ever ask anything of y'all. But I really wish the callers and the panel tonight will look at what created the mindset, the atmosphere for us to die so often in so many places. Forget the cameras and the, the stories that made it to the forefront. Forget the cell phones and the, and, the, and, the, and the capturing of stuff that made it to the forefront. What about all those black lives that nobody know nothing about that died last night in the cell? You really think people aren't dying? Everybody don't take out their phone. Some people are afraid to record. Some recordings are taken by the cops. There is a mindset, a mindset among our people we just don't value our lives. And if we don't value our lives, Chicago is a good demonstration of it, but it's bigger than Chicago. We may not always kill each other, but the disrespect, oh, my God. 
with our relationships, which is as which is intimate as we get when we start talking about women and black women and black men relationships. Oh my goodness, the disrespect! It's no, it's the value is not there like it is for other other ethnic groups how they relate to their husbands. Look, look, look! Pay attention. It's not there. We're not reverenced in our home as black men like we should be. And our black women are not reverenced like they should be. Why? That's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. Please don't correct me. Anyway, can everybody hear me okay? I just heard a little noise. Everybody hear me okay? Yeah, we hear you fine. So I know I'm kind of going off here, but folks, listen. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We got to hit the root tonight. Yes, people looting. I done told you. Please don't come on the show talking about looting tonight. This is one show. I don't want to talk about the looting at all. We loot when the when the Bulls win. We loot when the Cowboys win. White kids that don't have that have everything, some of them, tearing up shit. So don't come on here talking about some uh, water looting. Come on. Couples tear up each other's stuff when they get upset. Even in movies, you see people get upset and they break their own stuff. With it. It's so popular, it made it to Hollywood. So let's start talking about the looting. I really don't want to talk about the looting. I want to talk about what is it that four cops is in unison killing a black man and an oriental cop is just right there acting like it's nothing to it. He knew what was going on. It, 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 the guy didn't have no value. It's a thug. Let's go to the phone lines and bring on uh, one and only sister, Eliana Batia, who's been holding so patiently. Um, Sister Eliana, your line is now open all the way up there in Mercy, California. Welcome to the Five Stone Network, Sister. Good to see you in the house. All right. Well, it's good to be here, and um, this is a topic that's really passionate for me because uh, I made several um, Facebook little posts on what's going on, and um, you know, it's it's we're it's at the end of an era. The way I really see it, what's happening is that. There's just a time for change. It's a it's a changing of the guard, and uh, you know this is going to you know this is changing the whole nation differently. It's it's very similar to what happened with Martin Luther King when he marched because it's a spiritual thing. But this time it's like the end. This is the culmination of what Martin Luther King talked about. But we are going to see a lot of tremendous change after this because. There's so much outrage, not just in our nation, but all over the world. The whole world is having a making a statement. And what really blew me away was to see the Amish, the Amish come out oh, yeah. in wow. support. That was just like so powerful that you know they came out of their closed community and their corner of the world, and they said, you know, enough yeah. is enough. We can't take this anymore. So, you know, I just feel like we're at the time where we're. we're you know, we know what's happening. If you're, if you understand that you're a Hebrew Israelite and you understand the word, you really know what's going on. But there's a real cry that we still have to have for our people. We still have to turn back to the Father. Um, in in light of all of this, our people still have to return to the Most High with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. And we have to become keepers of His commandments. So, that's my take on it. But I'm glad to be here tonight, and welcome to everybody that's listening in. I hope you learn a lot tonight, and I hope we touch on very serious matters that that you can take as a talking point in your own families. 
Yes, yes. Well, appreciate that, Sister Ellen. You said a lot of key things, but I'm not going to comment now as bad as I want to jump on the homage and stuff. I'm going to turn it over to the moderator, Brother John Clark. That's what he do well, make sure everybody's talking evenly. But, Brother John, uh, it's in your hand, and I want to welcome you back in the seat of moderator, brother. Go right ahead. And Pastor Chris, your line is open as well. Pastor Chris, your line, I see you back. Your line is open as well. And uh, Ella Shore, if you're able to talk at this time, because I know you have some things going on, go ahead and press 1, and we'll bring you on as well, Brother uh, brother Ella Shore. Uh, let me hold on. Let's give him about 15 seconds to press 1. I don't see that he's pressing 1. So, uh, Brother John, if you can, go right ahead. Well, I think that um, going back to just the undercurrent that we are dealing with here in the U.S., obviously no one um, except for those persons who are African-American for the most part and they're fully aware that they are the true Israelites, the blood lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, have an understanding what it is that we're dealing with. Um, Excuse me. and as a result of that, it, it's always going to be um, very Hold on, difficult Brother John, to Brother have. John, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'd like to sure. have all the, the panelists in the house, if possible. And I just see Brother Leonard. He could have been on earlier. So let me bring him on because he's been riding with us a little bit, and I wanted to invite him to the conversation as well. Do you mind me uh, bringing him on really quickly? No, no doubt. Okay. Uh, going to Erico three three seven four eight five. Brother Leonard, are you there? Yes, uh, I'm here. Okay, Brother Leonard, just go ahead and say hello to the people quickly. Shalom, shalom, everybody. I hope everybody having a good day so far. All right, and uh, Brother Leonard's with Prophets of Awakening. They're they're uh, um, uh, they they um, we're moving pretty fast, so I'll just say this for them. But Brother Leonard with Prophet of Awakening. Um, Y'all know Brother John does real estate uh, uh, and has his own little company that's, 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 that 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 um, is, is doing pretty well, according to Brother John, and uh, and we and are praying that it even gets bigger and, and, and he's able to bless more people with the different aspects of mortgaging and real estate. I let Brother John talk about that if he wants to even, even further. But Sister Eliana is with Beth Shalom, Meshiach, and Pastor Chris is with the Lafayette Temple. Uh, Ellis, if he comes on, he will be coming on. I see him in the house. He just, just got some going on. He is with uh, Israel now, but the Ellis goes right and does many other things, folks. Just so you know, we're not just sitting up here uh, with no lives, just wanting to sit around and, and, and complain about what's going on. We're very serious people on a serious topic tonight. Go ahead, Brother John. <clears throat> what I was uh, stating is that. African-Americans, quote-unquote, who understand that they're Israel, they understand the backdrop of what it is that we're actually dealing with. Uh, And we read about it in the scriptures, and we have a sense of what's taking place. Obviously, the rest of the world, they're entirely unaware of that, and they approach it in the best way that they can. Um, I don't condemn the actions, per se, at least not all the actions. As a matter of fact, I'll take a quick sidebar and make this comment as it pertains to the people who are protesting. It's, it's a very good thing to be out there and shed light on the works of darkness. However, <clears throat> what you find is that cloaked within 
that mass of protesters, you have criminals. They pose as protesters, but they have a different agenda. They, they want, let's say, an air fryer. And so they're going to go to the protest and wait for the opportunity to get themselves an air fryer. Folks, um, I've seen different people discuss, like, okay, well, they're, they're just trying to stick it to the system. Only that person's heart can really reveal what their intentions are. You have people that are anarchists, and they're looking for that mass group of persons to create an anarchist type of atmosphere. They're not particularly concerned about uh, George Floyd. They're not concerned about Black Lives Matter. They're concerned about anarchy. You have agent provocateurs. Some of them are policemen or police agents of the police or agents of law enforcement. They are looking for that mass of protesters to cloak themselves in there, hidden, so that they can be the one to throw that first brick and then set it off. <clears throat> so I think that we have to be very wise. I, 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 spoke about, I spoke about some time ago when I was asked to go to a Black Lives Matter rally. And I went to the rally. They, they had you sign in, and I spoke to the person who was putting together, <clears throat> and they began to practice their chants. And while they're practicing their chants, I look around and recognize that there's only a few people that I know. Most of these people I didn't know. And it dawned on me, like, this is not the way they did it back in the 60s. They were quite a bit more organized. They let you know, if you don't have the ability to contain yourself, do not come out to this rally. They, they knew the, their group. They either knew you personally or they knew people were accountable to other people. But when you have mass, when you have a mass this big, it's easy for people to become cloaked in who have an entirely different agenda. So I walked away. Before they began this march, I just left, and I drove, and I was thinking about it. I literally wrote an essay that I didn't have to write. I just started writing. As soon as I got home, I started writing. I'm writing. I'm writing. <clears throat> and I recognized the fact that it only took one person to throw one brick and hit a police officer to set this thing off. It started out a police, a peaceful protest. The police, as soon as they get hit by a brick, they go right into, I've been hit by a brick mode, and they're going to set it off. Who threw the brick? Nobody knows. It only takes one anarchist, one agent provocateur to throw that brick, and you have a peaceful march turn into a riot. And as soon as the police start putting foot to ass, because that's what they do, now people are really upset because they see the police are taking on this very, very uh, aggressive position. Now they want to retaliate. So now they're going to burn up a police car or they're going to, and, and it escalates all because what? There was someone in your midst who did not have your agenda at heart. And that's what I thought about. Sure enough, be it three weeks, a month later, somewhere down the line, I'm looking at Facebook. And because they had my information, they friended me on Facebook. I see their signs, and I see Luciferian symbolism on their signs. They had already been infiltrated, folks. I had an eye to see it because I studied it. They had already been infiltrated. <laughs> and 
I only say what I'm saying to make you think. There are really good people who are protesters, but there also are good men and women who are in law enforcement. There are good people who they think that what they should do is burn this building down. Their heart, <laughs> it's, it's, they think that that's what a protest should, that's, every protest they've seen, there's fire. So they're going to burn it down. Every person that sets a fire doesn't do so because they're just trying to create anarchy. You really have to be able to understand the heart of a person, and only the Most High can do that. All we can ever do is judge the actions of people. He doesn't judge the action. He judges the heart. So I wanted to take a moment and just put that out there, and everyone, if you choose, can spin off of that for a moment because I just think it's important to understand that the news will say the pro, the, uh, the, in Minneapolis, it, the riot, this happened at this, this riot took place. Well, there were many people who did it correctly. They did it the right way. But when the police started doing this, then they started doing this. And when the police saw them doing that, then the police started doing that, and it just escalates. So that's one of those things that, again, we're dealing with a very, very clever enemy, very clever enemy, an enemy that brings bricks to the place where there are no bricks. They drop those bricks off. Why? So the rioters have easy access to bricks. Last true story, folks. This is this is this is just what I've seen. So I, I'll leave that at that and let put it back into your hands, brother Seth, or anyone who decides that they would like to comment on that. I've said my piece thus far. Well, thank you, yeah, thank you. I'd like to, and I wanted to. Uh, I'd like to comment on that. Okay, Pastor Chris, before you come in, I want to bring on Ella Shua really quickly. Um, his okay, line, yeah, because that's up. what I wanted to tell you. Ella Shua, Ella Shua called me and asked me to tell you okay. he's been pressing one for All a while. All right, let's go back to the phone lines and let's bring him on. Eric code 678 Brother Ella Shua, all the way there in Fort Worth, Texas. Your line is live. I've already talked about who you are, so just jump in as, as freely as you will. Uh, go ahead, Pastor Chris. I just wanted to to, uh, to comment on what John said. Um, you know, if you go back and look in history um, with organizations that we've had in our community, you know, uh, the Black Panthers were infiltrated. Uh, the Nation of Islam was infiltrated. Uh, Dr. King, the SELC, was infiltrated. And, and that's a trick that they use, you know, like, when we, like you said, when we are doing something, they are saying infiltrated. Somebody sent me something. That's right. I might have been said about um, there was a, a protest group, and they had a white guy look like he was on the ground trying to light a Molotov cocktail. It was a peaceful demonstration. And the brothers saw him, and they went and grabbed him and took him to the police because, they, you know, they said, we're not here to, you know, to have a, a, a riot. We're just protesting. That's right. And they really, right. they realized that that young man was was there trying, like you said, throw the brick. So we have to be careful. Um, you, I don't know if you saw the CNN reporter get arrested <laughs> on the live broadcast. I did not. Did you see that, John? No, I yeah, didn't. no, sir. Uh, he's a, a a Latino brother, but you know, and and he was live. He was broadcasting. And he was real calm and, and, and very respectful. He said, you know, officer, why am I being arrested? You know, it's about three or four officers. And they arrested him on air while they were broadcasting and his team. And um, 
And I never thought of this, but somebody, you know, uh, sent out something on the Internet said they were too close to where the infiltrators were getting ready to throw a Molotov cocktail, and they didn't want that to be on camera. And, you know, and, you know, I kind of, that that's, well, let's say it's a possibility that that could be true. And that's all I had to say. But I, I well, fully agree with you about the infiltrators and people hijacking the uh, the movement. Well, let me, I want to say this because, I mean, I, obviously I put out a show description talking about um, um, why does this keep happening. Um, I want us to, if we can, because if, if, if the movement is being sabotaged, that is something to talk about as well. So feel free to continue to hit that as much as y'all want. But I do want to at some point to talk about why it keeps happening. There are young people feeling like, these folk is never going to change. This is our plight as Americans, as African Americans. So we might as well just tear up this whole system. And I do think Pastor Chris said it a long time ago. I'm going to let him say it. Quote the quote you say, Pastor Chris, about no man gains full humanity. Go ahead, please. Whenever uh, whenever somebody has been enslaved to someone else, you never regain your full humanity. You're always looked at as less than because you were a slave. You know, in our history, you know, we were worth more than a cow and less than a horse and precepts of a man. And you look at it, you know, when we get killed... In the it's land, in the land. Don't forget the, don't forget the one little part you said. In 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 the land where oh, they're taken. Oh, in the land, right, right. Whenever you've been a slave to somebody in the land, if you don't leave that land, you never regain your full humanity. You're still a slave. You're still less than human. You're less than a man. And you can see that. You can see that the way when we get killed, it's it's almost like as, as if I had swatted a fly. It doesn't mean nothing. I had hit a mosquito on my arm and killed him. It doesn't mean nothing. Powerful, powerful, powerful. But listen, and Brother Elisha, I muted your line because I heard dishes or something. I heard you. So just, I'm going to come back to you in a second. Y'all, we got to watch the noise tonight, okay? I can't say it no more than once. But listen, really, really, really quickly. There are young people. They are wondering. You see them. And I just heard another noise, so that wasn't Brother Ella Shure. So, again, watch the noise, y'all. If you drop some keys, we hear you. But there are young people. You, don't you see the look in their eyes? They're like, I'm done with this MF in the country. They're done. And some people are blaming on white people. Some people are done with white people. And then yet there's, like like, like John was saying, or Susie Elian was saying, it's the... The protest is full of whites. Folks, we gotta graduate. We gotta graduate. Who is our enemy? We gotta nail this thing down. I'm tired of pussyfooting with this. Is white people our enemy? I mean, really, just their skin. Anybody white, they're our problem. And again, I'm hearing a little noise down. Let me open up the other line because the bird was his line. Uh. Good night. Hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. Just give me one second, everybody. Okay, uh, uh, moderator, that's your line. You're doing something. We can hear you, brother. For real. Uh, 
Brother John, I'll bring you on here in a second. Trust me, we can hear that. Okay, so back to to, to what I was saying. Um, back to what I was saying. Moderate your line is back open. Uh, folks, listen tonight, please, if we can. At some point, if you feel led of the spirit, I'm not your supervisor, or not going to be uh, hardballing tonight. But I really would like for for us to for the young people and for those older that don't know the answer. Why are we going through this? And 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 it is really white people our problem. And if so, did they just show up as a mockery and they really their heart really is not there? Is there, if white people the problem? Is there confusing what happened this weekend? Because they're the ones that showed up mostly. We got to answer that. Are they our problem, or is like Brother Seth say in? Sister Dr. Francis Chris Welsing, Neely Fuller, MLK, Malcolm, and millions of others, that white supremacy is the culprit. Not a people, a philosophy. How about ignorance, not knowing who we are and our contribution to society? And there's no such thing as a white person. As much as y'all out there trying to kill each other over it, there's no such thing. You're not a people based on a color. The father never recognized that. Why should we? I hate every time I say it because I'm giving I'm giving life to this lie. You're not white. You're not black. You may be Israelite. You may be Jebusite. You may be Philistine. But you're not no white man or no black. That's the most ludicrous thing on the planet. And this philosophy and us feeding it lies every time we say it is causing confusions among the people and causing people to want to be on a team and they want their team to win. Then you got this moron president acting like a moron anyway, saying when the looting starts, <laughs> the shooting starts. I love how the, the Chicago mayor cussed him out and said, F you. I don't even like that term. I try not to cuss, but I'm like, what a. If it is time to use the F-bomb, that's time to use the F-bomb. Fuck you, President. Felt really good hearing us say that. I mean, come on. How are you going to say to a nation, to to, to, uh, to uh, uh, these the National Guards, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, you are giving them an alibi to start shooting us. And she, she honed in on that and said, F you. Like a lot of people told him in, in so many words. And again, I don't condone that kind of language. I'm just saying, folks, this president is literally giving, it been giving white males, again, white supremacy is behind him. All you got to do is listen to him. Those thugs, they're coming from Mexico. They're bringing the rapists and the Listen to his mind, not his skin. Y'all can comment on that, uh, moderator. I just have to go there and um, let me uh, open the moderator line back up. Brother John, sorry about that. But go ahead and... Uh, Anybody want to comment on that? Brother John Lyon was on hold there. I had a little noise going on. And we do have a hand up, by the way. Well, Brother Seth, if I may. Go right ahead. Am I, am I on? You're on. Go right ahead. Okay. I agree with you, Brother Seth. I agree with you 100,000% because, you know, my whole approach and my stance towards this is that in some ways I'm sober. <laughs> Uh, because I'm very well aware of what John said. Uh, we've had those conversations. We've had those observations. But at the same token, I hear what you just stated, 
And I understand that that is actually the underlying problem. And you're absolutely right. This is actually not about color. It is about a philosophy and ideology. It is about an economic system that dominates and overwhelms every aspect of American life. And that, unfortunately, we're not going to be with the legislative way because it's deeply ingrained. It's deeply ingrained within the fabric of this society, this culture, this nation. White supremacy has taken over whole cities and taken over government. If you just start to do your research, if we do our research and look back. But one of the things I want to say in regards to what John stated is this, and I would say this, that I agree with everything John said. But for these young people, these people who have felt and experienced and endured this pain, this frustration, this desperation, for week after week, month after month, year after year, half of them are not even 20 years old. Many of them lives are being snubbed out before they get 25 years of life, and they're not being snubbed out by uh, a would-be robber or a thief. They're not getting snubbed out by drive-by robberies, drive-by shootings. They're getting snubbed out by the very people who have been trusted to protect them, to provide, to care for them, to care for their safety. And that is demonic. And in regards to the young people, they need to have this moment to vent this anger, to express what is going on inside them. And I would say to everyone, into myself, including and under the sound of my voice, if you're on the sideline listening and you have not made an active willing attempt to engage these people, to help them with direction, because right now, Brother Seth, Pastor Chris, the young people and the young, the young men and women in our community need our leadership. They need us. Yes. They're down here yes. for work. They've been down here four nights strong, four nights strong. And I see them. It's like I almost like they're running around in a circle because they need leadership. And we have this chaos, chaos moment. And we're about to let it evaporate and move on because we know that there are people who are so ingrained in this system, so immersed in the system of white supremacy. The only way you're going to pull it from their hands is just like uh, Charles Hester said. You're going to have to pull it from their dead, cold body. Because they're going to fight you to the death of this way of life. Donald Trump is the exemplary of what I am talking about. Donald Trump understands that police were instituted to capture runaway slaves and to protect white people's property. Because in reality, police were never instituted to protect and to serve a human race, especially people who are even on the books to this day considered three-fourths, three-fifths of a human being. Brother Moderator, Brother Seth. Sister Eliana, like go like ahead and read. jump in. Look at that. I was, reading, I was reading her mind, y'all. Y'all see that? Sister Eliana, please. <laughs> well, I got mind I'd control. Like to read something. Uh, ben and Jerry, you know the ice cream makers, Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Yes. yes. They posted mm-hmm. something on Tweet Deck, and my my kids reposted it, and I'm I'm on Facebook looking at my son and daughter. Um, my son posted, my daughter reposted it. So, um, but I want to read it. It says, the murder of George Floyd was the result of inhumane police brutality 
that is perpetuated by a culture of white supremacy. What happened to George Floyd was not the result of a bad apple. It was the predictable consequence of a racist and prejudiced system and culture treated black bodies as the enemy from the beginning. What happened to George, George Floyd in Minneapolis is the first born of toxic seeds planted in the shores of our country in Jamestown in 1619 when the first enslaved men and women arrived on the continent. Floyd is the latest in a long list of names that stretches back to that time and that shore. Some of those names we know, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, Oscar Grant, Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Emmett Till, Martin Luther King Jr., most of the names we don't know. And, you know, mm. this, is what, this is what I'm seeing in this whole move. Whites are starting to really become revolted. And a lot, like, you know, all white people are not our enemy. That's true. But we have an enemy. And here's something that really hasn't been talked about. If it is that these are the descendants of Esau or Edom, then we know that Esau and Jacob were twin brothers in the womb. And if we are the descendants of Jacob and they are the descendants of Esau, then what you have is a brother's fight. There was enmity in the womb. The Most High said that there would be enmity, that there were two different nations of people inside of one womb, and there would always be this enmity. So, no, all white people, our white-skinned people are not our enemy, but we do have an enemy very close at hand. Years ago, I was at a Jewish function, and there was a, there was a doctor, and I, I can't remember his name right now, um, Dr. Zeiderman. Sorry, I got it. He practices in uh, Sacramento, California, and we were at this, this function, and Dr. Zeiderman had this book from jewelry from going back to the 1400s, and, uh, and I was sharing with him that the Hebrew people were, were black. This is many years ago. And he said, well, where did you get that from? But he showed me the book, and inside of the book was an, a very old uh, copy of a very old painted um, invitation to a festival for the Hebrew people. But the picture on it would resemble what we experienced in the United States as in uh, the 50s as a, a sambo. The picture depicted a Hebrew, or they called him a Jew, but it looked like what we would consider us, the, the pictures that they did of the sambos, the black sambo, the, the, the caricature that they would put of, of African-American you know, children with the dark, dark skin, except this caricature did not have the red lips that we would find over here in the United States. But that painting was from the 1400s. And so mm. when we understand, you know, this is our, this is a family feud, really, in essence, uh, Esau and Jacob. But we understand that the birthright was belonged to Jacob, and it will go to Jacob, and the inheritance will go to Jacob, as according to what the Most High told you know, his father. So we see this played out, and we know that it it didn't just begin on the shores, but 
this has been a longstanding fight, but here played out in the captivity and in the diaspora, we see we have had a close personal uphand experience, and they've gone too far. Now, there are other nations that have played into this, and the most I said, they've gone too far. And so right. now that we're at the end of this, this time of our captivity, the, the, the continued mindset of killing and thinking it's okay, now the world has seen, or at least the people here in this country, have seen that the whole world is not down with this program anymore. And there has been a shift. There has been a shift. And they're not going to be able to pull off the race war that they want to pull off, and it's not going to go well. They have lost in strength, and they're losing in power, and they're losing in influence. And so we understand, spiritually speaking, that this is the time of our deliverance as well, and we know that the Most High is going to come and fight for us, and we know that he's going to win this battle, and we are going to come out of all of these shores. But the beautiful thing is the nation's, that the Most High once whistled to are now turning around and saying, foul play, you no more. You cannot, you know, this will never happen again. We're not going to allow it to happen. And so there's going to be a bigger war that rises up, a civil war in a sense. Um, it's going to be a renaissance, a changing of the nation, changing of policies. And actually this nation is coming down as a result of these continued actions. So, this was a turning point. This marked a great turning point in the annals of history, being recorded by the angels, which will be read much later in the future about these days of our deliverance. So just to see that the different people are, you know, senators, um, businessmen, people are standing up that are not from the Hebrew experience, and they are speaking out in a vehement way, not not silent anymore, but they are ex- expressing their anger and their outrage that this could go on. So I'm looking to see some great changes and some great things coming out of all of this, and, the, and I think it's high time that it happened. You know, I hate the fact that we lost a brother, but something that Brother Leonard read a couple um, programs back, that scripture that says, we are going to come up from the grave, which gives me hope that everyone who has died unjustly, they're coming back. They are coming back. And that gives me so much hope. It takes mm-hmm. away the sting that we've lost someone because we know the Most High is going to bring them back. And so I'm excited for that fact. But right now we have to walk through these days of pain, but I believe this nation is, is, is coming to its end, and uh, many people are rising up, and it is the hand of the Most High that's bringing all of this about. So that's the comment I wanted to make on all of this. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Eliana. That, that, that statement by Ben and Jerry's was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I love the portion where it was explaining that this was to be expected, <laughs> This was not just like a one-time or, you know, scenario, but this, this is an undercurrent of, as Brother Seth stated, white supremacy. That's, that's what this country was laid upon, and that same white supremacy has just permeated all throughout the world. You go to, you go to different places, 
and they place a higher value on a light-skinned indigenous person as opposed to a dark-skinned indigenous person all throughout the world. <laughs> and, again, I haven't traveled throughout the world. I've only looked at documentaries. Brother Seth has, and he can attest to it. Um, in the interest of time, what we would like to do is we're going to get a caller who's been waiting on the, on the line for quite a while. We're going to get that caller. We're going to take a break. And then when we come back from that break, we're going to touch on uh, what Brother Seth was talking about, why, our, why are our lives so undervalued here in the U.S.? So, Seth, if you can bring that caller on, caller, we would like for yes, you, yes, and, yes. and for all callers, all callers, to let us know your name, where you're calling from. It's perfectly okay to use an alias if you choose. Where you're calling from, the intention of your call, do you want to ask a question, do you want to make a statement, and how much time do you need? Okay, going back to the phone lines, area code 903-279. We'd like to know your name and the city you're calling from. Go right ahead, you're on the 561 Network. All right, this is Kenwin Casselberry out of Tyler, Texas, and I'm just Brother making a, state, yeah, a statement. I just need one one minute, man. Very well. Let's get at it. All right. I wanted to start off by saying Ephesians 6 and 12 is one of my favorite scriptures. I'm running late. I don't know if y'all mentioned the scripture already, but uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I mean, uh, all right. That's yeah, right. that was a powerful script, uh, verse right there. And uh, uh, um, as far as Esau, I I came in with a One West understanding of the scriptures, and uh, that's pretty much where I'm at now. But uh, as I still dig a little more, I come to the understanding, or you know, I'm still evolving. But I can see Edomites as Caucasians. I just can't see all Caucasians as Edomites. Uh, I know there was Vikings. I know there's Romans. Uh, Europe got different-looking Caucasians there. I, I think they're tribal like the other, like everybody else, you know. So, but um, with that being said, I, I don't know well, exactly when white supremacy got started. It was the fall of Rome or whatever, but. Um, my my point I'm making is that I think this is part of a plan. Um, I, it I feels like we're being hurted uh, with these crimes and 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 things like that that's taking place. I really do feel like we're being hurted. Like this is part of a plan, um, at least for it to get this big. It, it seems like it's you know uh, somebody's really counting on it being bigger, <laughs> far as politically. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I mean, uh, my eyes are open, and uh, uh, I, that's pretty much what I want to just kind of just throw in there, y'all, man. Yeah. So very, very uh, well, very well, um, very good statement, and I, I agree with you. I like the, actually like the way that you put that. Where from a standpoint of if there are white people that are Edomites, not all white people are Edomites. Um, I, I, I question that overall. Uh, again. Uh, just from the time that I've spent with the knowledge of who I am as an Israelite, uh, that has been an overstretching theory that white people were Edomites, but I've never really had any factual proof of that. I actually had the contrary when Brother Elishua did an excellent job explaining why they were not back in the days of Israel now. 
let's go ahead and bring Brother Leonard on. I'm under, I'm under the impression here from Brother Seth that he has a comment that he would like to make. Brother Leonard, uh, let's go ahead and have you make that comment, and then we'll t- uh, we're going to uh, give a shout out to Brother Dan's Gospel Tracks Wow, and then we'll take a break. Okay, yeah, right, it, right. I got two things. Uh, the first one is the fact that uh, um, I, I was talking the other day about uh, the Gentiles, the time of the Gentiles. Well, the third and the fourth beast of the Gentile people. David, Did they say David again, the third beast. Hello? Yes, I, I didn't hear that statement. So could you say it again? I said it's the, the, uh, the time of the Gentiles. The Bible speaks of the time of the Gentiles. Well, that's the third and the fourth beast. The third and the fourth beast of uh, Rome is Chechem. That's one of the sons in, in Genesis chapter 10. And uh, the Macedonians is the third beast that Alexander came out of. So the time of the Gentiles is the third and the fourth beast. Well, I'm in, I'm in the book of Jubilee. And I don't think too many people know about this, but it says, I'm in chapter 30, verse 7 says, the Most High is talking to the Israelites. If there is any man in Israel who wishes to give his daughter or his sister to any man who is the offspring of the Gentile, he shall surely die. They shall stone him, for he has committed shame in Israel. They shall burn the woman with fire, because she has dishonored the name of the house of her father, and she shall be rooted out of Israel. Do not let an adulteress or let any unclean be found in Israel throughout the days of the generations of the earth. For Israel is holy unto the Lord, and every man who is defiled shall surely die. It shall be sown to death. For it has been ordained and written. In the, it has been ordained and written in the holy tablets regarding the offspring of Israel who defiles it shall surely die. He shall be killed by stoning. There is no limit of days for this law. There is no remission or no atonement. The man who has defiled his daughter and shall be rooted out from every corner of Israel because he has given his offspring to Moloch, a pagan god, and who worship and, uh, uh, and worship of which involved burning of the child alive and committed impurity uh, to his child. One more verse. It says, uh, this, is, this is a reproach to Israel that anyone takes a daughter of the Gentiles, uh, for this is an unclean and abominable in Israel. This was this was been taken away from my understanding. And so you go to Genesis chapter 10, 1 through 5. Hold, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, Brother John, Brother Leonard, Brother Leonard. What does this have to do with what we're saying? You kind of lost me. It, it, you, you want to know why why all this happening to us? So we was cast out in Deuteronomy 28 amongst the Gentiles, our enemies. That's why we, that's why white supremacy, all this, this is where it's coming from. Right. We are cast amongst the enemies. Yes. And brother, okay. brother, 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 Actually, you okay. about to hit the Table of Nations, Genesis 10. Why don't you take another 30 seconds, if you can, Brother Leonard? Okay, well, I just want I, – I was, I was shining the light on the, who the Gentiles are. A lot of people don't know who they are. Okay. So, sure. so another thing that we have a we, – we had we made a covenant with the Most High at Mount Sinai. And, and, okay. and, and that's a, um, at that – it's a, it's a sign that goes along with that covenant. And it says – he tells Moses – he tells uh, 
um, Abraham, this is always for a gen- for all generations forever, and there is no variance of days, no omission of, of one day to another in uh, the eight days. It is an eternal law ordained and written on the ho- uh, heavenly tablets. Everyone that is born, the flesh of who, fo- look at this, everyone who's born, the flesh of whose foreskin is not circumcised on the eighth day does not belong to, to the covenant. So if you don't have that, you don't have this, the sign of the covenant, you don't belong to, to Israel. Then does not belong to the children of the covenant which the Lord made with Abraham, but instead they are belong to the children of destruction. Okay. So that he is of the Lord, but he is destined to be destroyed and killed from the earth and to be rooted out of, out of the earth, for he has broken the covenant Brother Leonard. of the Lord our God. Okay, so um, oh, let's so do this. Let's do this. The there's a couple of things that you stated, and I think the pro- the problem is that you 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 have a lot of stuff, li- literally a Gatlin gun worth of stuff, and unless we get don't get a moment to, to catch something and, and and ask about it, then we kind of get hit with the next barrage of things. Um, what well, I'd like to do is give LSU. Uh, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, it seemed like LSU, you you had a comment that you wanted to make, and my question to you is that. Is it a necessity that you have this comment now, or can you make it when we come back from the break? I think for the sake of continuity, it'd be good if I make it come back. That's why I make it now. Let's give, it will be let's, very let's brief. Two minutes. Can you, It'll be very brief. Two, two, okay. All right. Let's go ahead, Brother brother L. Okay. Okay. First of all, I'd I like to say this. I don't mean to bring contention or conflict, so please hear the spirit in which I'm saying this, the saying this in peace, and that is this, is that I don't, you know, we, we, we attempt to bring clarity and not confusion. And I think what Brother Lennox did just then was actually necessity because it's going to bring the point to the head. And it tipped off of what was said earlier. And that is this. First of all, Esau is a Hebrew. Esau is not a European. Jasaph are the European. Europeans are Gentiles. And Gentiles, as Brother Lennox just alluded to, are now ruling. And Gentile rulership is literally embodied in what Seth led off from and that is the doctrine and philosophy of white supremacy. And that is literally where we're at. Now, I think we can go ahead and kick it to a break, and we can, you know, dice that up when we get back. But I think it would be clear that we know that according to scriptures, I'm not talking about outside information, according to the, the Bible that all of us are familiar with, Esau is a Hebrew. As Sister Eliana said, he is the paternal twin brother of Jacob. He's a Hebrew. Right. And from a Hebrew, okay. he went on to be an Arab. So the point is, is that when we talk about the, the clarity that literally that Brother Leonard is right and that Gentiles are now ruling, and that's who we're having the conflict because remember that our, uh, our upliftment, our deliverance, our return back to Zion means the judgment of the Gentiles. And that is the earthquake that we're feeling under this North American soil. Check y'all out when we get back to break. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> before I shoot over to break, there's two things I want to ask you about, Brother Leonard, and you can address them later. I just want to put them in your ear. You said that the Gentiles were the third and fourth beast, and that was Rome and Alexander of Macedon, which Alexander was a Greek, and the, the, I was under the impression that the Greeks ruled prior to Rome and Hellenized uh, the, the Romans. And, and, and then Okay, and so I want you to address that as far as the the 
third beast being, um, I believe, the leopard with the four wings, and then the fourth beast being ex- exceedingly terrible. It did not have a name, exceedingly terrible. So I want you to think on that and address that. And then the other one was with the scripture where you were saying that if a, if a man, a Hebrew man, is not circumcised on the eighth day, then basically he is removed from the covenant. And then what, how does that address those who were in the wilderness and were the children of those who did not go over in faith, but they were circumcised later before they went into the promised land? So I would, those are the questions that I have for you. If, if you can think on that, and then we'll catch back up with you after uh, the break or somewhere down the line. So I'm just kind of curious to hear your thoughts on that. We yes, are going to yes. take a much-needed break. Um, um, I definitely appreciate those comments, Brother Leonard, um, uh, as well as yourself, Brother L. We're going to take a break right now, and yes, we'll be, yes, yes. be back in a couple of moments. Yeah, folks, we're going to take a, a short little break. And I just want to remind everybody uh, that you listen to the Fastest Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have in the house of Theoliana Badia from uh, Bet Shalom. Uh, we have Brother Leonard uh, Johnson from the Prophet of Awakening. I Pastor Alfred Chris of uh, Alatia Temple. Uh, uh, LSU Ellison from Israel. Now, our moderator tonight is the one and only Brother John Clark. I'm Brother Seth. And uh, we thank you for all your time tonight. I want to remind everybody that Brother Dan, who used to be a panelist on the show, uh, is recuperating, still keeping your prayers. Uh, don't forget to support Brother Dan at his website, www.gospeltrackswild.com. Uh, Again, gospeltrackswild.com is Brother Dan. Go, those of you that have trouble with sharing your faith, you know who you are. Uh, just simply um, go to this uh, website and order tracks that speak for you, the wonders of the glorious, uh, uh, the most high, the gospel, the glorious gospel, I meant to say. So anyway, that's www.gospeltracks, T-R-A-C-T-S, tracks. Tracks are a little booklet you hand out, not T-R-A-C-K, not like you run around a track, but tracks, gospel booklets, gospel pamphlets. Again, www.gospeltracks.wow. Uh, folks, I want to uh, thank a few people that have been putting my shows out there, allowing me to post on the Internet. 72,000 strong membership, uh, the Hebrew Israelite Kingdom, the Gathering of the Hebrews. Uh, when, I were, when I woke up, um, uh, the group, when I woke up as an Israelite, I want to thank you for posting. Uh, Children of the Promise, thank you for posting uh, my my information. Y'all over everything. Uh, we charge genocide, uncovering the truth, our black legacy, great awakening of the Hebrews, great awakening of the African American, the kingdom of Israel coming, black Hebrews united, the kingdom of David, Israel on fire, Israel only, spreading the Hebrews. The many, many, many of you out there with thousands and thousands of members, we really appreciate you and the members that are, are, are tuning in from those sites, okay? Folks, listen, um, if you have any questions or comments, please press 1. Uh, I know we're doing a lot of talking back and forth with the panel, but we are taking questions. If you're in the chat room, go ahead and, press and print your question, and we'll get to it as soon as possible. We'll be right back.
And we're back. We are back. Wow, wow, wow. Top of the song in it. That's the legendary Clark Y'all know that's my favorite group. Remember that cut is world live. But we have some live tonight. My goodness, my goodness. All over the world. Protests. Riots. Human family's not happy. No matter who's side you We have whites coming out by the YZ. Supporting. Going to jail. Some of them bleeding. It's the truth, folks. I've got to go deal on <laughs> I mean, they are saying in one voice, we do not appreciate what's going down. And like I open up with, I just think that we need to look deeper, 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 deeper. This show is going to roll over. If anybody can't hang out after 10, I understand. Uh, you can just exit and not even let us know. Except tomorrow, you got to let me know. But I'm just saying, if you can't hang out, I understand. But there's no way in the world we're going to cover the kind of stuff we're going to cover. Maybe a little bit, maybe, maybe a few minutes after. But listen, folks, tonight we're talking about George Floyd. Uh, this is a George Floyd special and the global aftermath. This is nothing to play with. Four police officers in unison. According to the Attorney General of Minnesota, is going to be tried to the fullest. Oh, my goodness. By time, we'll see if it happens. They're not playing with these boys. But what I don't like, and panelists, all your lines open, what I don't like about this story is every time somebody get busted, Klan uniform on them, and basically they either penalize or judged or sometimes they get off scot-free, and that's it. We don't understand that the same knee that was on that guy's neck, the same mentality, you're just a nigger. It's a pervasive among our own people. Boy, if I don't do nothing in my life, I'm to a point outside of preaching the gospel of Christ. I want to be known for the person that asked this question. And again, I heard a little noise, y'all. Come on, please. There's somebody moving around. We hear everything, y'all. When I play these shows back, you'd be surprised to hear all these noise. Y'all should listen to the show after it goes off. But listen. Listen. Folks. What people don't understand is the same mentality of those four officers. There was four of them, not one. This the same type of mindset that would support a racist president that says when the looting starts, the shooting starts. This the same mentality that say, nigga, you ain't nothing. Come up in my block, nigga. You know, it's the same mentality. Well, when we say nigga, you know what I mean, man. It don't mean, they, you know, same mentality. Uh, calling another human being out of their name, you trying to glorify to put some, you know, it's, it's it's a mindset that we all, all, all have it. How can you not be a white supremacist born in America? Please, somebody explain it to me. How can you be born in American system? I don't care if you got a master's or PhD. You're probably worse off with that. How can you be educated and then not educated? Like like the book says. The miseducation of the Negro. You're educated, but are you really educated in what? White supremacy. 
in record amount of time. I'm going to try to read this in less than 15 seconds. That's going to sound like a, I'm talking gibberish. But these are the areas affected by white supremacy. Is there people breathing? Then there's white supremacy if they're born in America. Because that's all they know. They know nothing of the world. We make sure, the education system makes sure you don't know the glories of Africa. You don't know about the cousins uh, 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 that rule in Africa. When we see uh, 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 the one show that the brothers did not too long ago, tell me out, Pastor Chris and Elder, uh, 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 Elder Shore, what was the name of that, 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 that the series that they did? Uh, it was like four parts about uh, the last one, about great things in Africa. It was um, history. But it's not like those guys was making up. You're talking about Daryl Gates, the Daryl, uh, oh God, what's the historian's name? Guy from D.C.? Louis Gates. Yeah, 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 Louis Gates. Louis Gates series, yes. No, not Gates. It wasn't Gates. It was a, he, he don't go as deep as these cats went. But I can't think of But anyway, when we hear somebody really going to the, the, the glories of Africa, it's not like they're just making stuff up. The guy said karate in this video, and this, if y'all think of it, just yell it out. But in this DVD, he talked about how karate started with African Americans, how all the indigenous religions started with African Americans, how the people of the First World were dark-skinned people. He just went to all the glory. It sounds like the dude's just lying. When Dr. Jewel Puka talked about the, melanin, the wonders of melanin, it sounds like the lady is cuckoo. She did a demonstration with melanin, showing the properties in it. Well, she literally just like started up a, like, a, like a propeller on the stage in front of everybody. It was strictly based on melanin. She was talking about the energy. She was talking about the, the rocket, the, the, the coating of all of that heat that the rocket takes. They use a synthetic ver- version of melanin to even, even NASA. When you hear the glories of melanin and how it relates to the pioneer gland, and it just, just it, it sounds like some people are hating that's why a lot of our people in these churches don't believe it because it just sounds like hatred. But when you hear what is blackness, it kind of helps you understand why some people might take an attitude to hate you because they don't have it. White supremacy is needed, y'all. That it's needed for people to rule over another people. It's the poison. They need it. They need not to tell you the glory of Africa. They need not to tell you the glory of Melanie. They want you to continue thinking white people you know, some freak freak show that come, popped up. No, white is produced from this same, when there's a lack of melanin, the ex, extreme opposite of melanin, there's certain things that the body does. Don't listen to me. Listen to Dr. Jewel Pooker. She has all the degrees. She's a scientist. Listen to what happens when the eye doesn't have pigment. The skin doesn't have pigment. The bone doesn't have pigment. Here we go. The brain doesn't have pigment. The reward systems of the brain where it relates to melanin. That stuff sounds racist, man. When we hear the truth, it sounds racist. White people are not so inventive. They're Africans missing pigmentation. Anyway, I'm, I was going to read this list where white supremacy is affected, but you can imagine, wherever there's people breathing, there's this philosophy, and wherever this philosophy is, they're acting out. And when they act out, be it dark-skinned people or white-skinned people, they don't value black lives, and I think that's what we, if we can hone in on that a little bit more. But anyway, moderate back in. Very well. Um, what I want to do is just take a quick moment or lay the platform open for anyone who would like to make a comment that may be uh, 
aside from what we've been speaking on? It can be something that's on your heart or is it something that you wanted to spin off of that was said earlier? I just want to give you that moment to say so. Is there anyone that would like to get uh, a word in edgewise? Perfect. All right. So we are clear for the time being. The other one got a comment. But I want to say this to Brother Elishur because this line was muted in his defense. Uh, Brother Elishur, I uh, I muted your line accidentally. Did you want to comment on anything you just said or heard? Uh, Your line is uh, open now. Well, yeah, and that is regarded that you're absolutely right. When we get down to the crust of it, when we look at how our captivity and the conflict between the nations is being worked out, it's being worked out through the prism of white supremacy. As I said, white supremacy is basically the embodiment of the rule of the Gentiles. Um, I believe that we would do misservice if we didn't let the people know that even though this is difficult and we see that there are police out there with hatred in their heart, even in the midst of these protests, because they're doing some very vicious, vicious and malicious things to these protesters. I am observing this as an eyewitness. Uh, here in the city of Fort Worth, there's been four protests, four nights in a row. Last night, they were trying to attempt to cross the bridge. The protesters, before they even got an attempt to respond to the officer's demand, they began to hit them with tear gas and those tear gas uh, uh, grenades and things. That is, is oppressive, people. That's the kind of stuff that 20 years ago we used to look at our TV and see happening at Tiananmen Square, and then all the Americans, you know, responded in shock and aghast. So the reality is that, and I would like to say this, is pass it back over, is that before the show is concluded, we need to know that, first, as I said at the beginning, and Brother Chris, I heard you trying to respond to me, and I didn't intend to talk over you. And literally, I wanted to come back to you and say, you know, what you were going to say in response to me about the fact that these young people are in desperate need of leadership. They've never traveled this road before. They are acting on their emotions true enough because when you've been oppressed long enough, eventually the thing will manifest itself. That's just the reality. That's the cycle of most of the life. But the reality is, in this sense, is that this is happening. And we need to make it count. And by that, I say to everyone in your city, if you see these young people out there, quit sitting on the sideline. Don't wait for them to get hurt. If these young people, come on, you know, we talk about these white people that are involved in engagement. How do you think we got to this point without white people's involvement in engagement and even putting their life on the line? Do you know what happened during abolition? White people, there were white people who were fighting on the front lines of abolition, and they, they endured the same hard, cruel death that slaves did. When they called an abolitionist, they didn't just put a bullet in his head. They would hang him. It's a message conveyed to the other white community. If you are a nigger lover, this is what we do. So I would just say, everyone, please be mindful while we're making our commentary that these are our, this is our future. And these people are out there fighting for their respect, their dignity. They're fighting for their very rights to life. And this is not a time to sit on the sidelines. And for those who know more than any, we should definitely be involved and engaged to help steer them in the right direction. Uh, yesterday, they were trying to get the police to mo- chief to march with them. Uh, my son was out there. Yeshua, he was out there. They were down there on Throckmorton, and, they, and the police chief was willing to march with them. Because remember, policing at its best is community relationships. 
and they were trying to get the police. And then there were people like, no, man, F the police, no, 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 no. No. You know why these young people do that? Because they don't have any form of training, mentoring for this. Brother Pastor Chris mm-hmm. is on the line, and he will testify that before those people took to those picket lines, the SCLC, those people went on tours throughout the South from one church to another church. They went seven days a week sitting down with the people, informing them of their plan, letting them know what the strategy is. And this is how you behave. If you can't not behave, please don't get in the line. They need leadership because bottom line is that this is going to get worse because we are going to see Jacob's trouble. We're not going to come out of here with these people rejoicing. The powers that be is going to hate it, but they're not going to have any other choice. So I thank God for the goodwill of white people who are nothing but human beings just like us, who are trying to live their life in peace and solidarity. And they see that their whole existence is being tarnished from the time of their birth to present by this thing of racism. They try to ignore it, but now it's in their face, and you can't get away from it. And believe me, though, we just seen the crust of it because we haven't even got to the election of November. And that's when you're going to start seeing your white supremacist groups come out. And if you think you're seeing violence and mayhem in the street now, this is nothing but a, a preemptive strike for them to prepare for what's going to take place then. So I would say be prayerful, be prayerful, be prayerful. But know what we're up against. But no, this is Brother Leonard, what he was trying to say is this. In the end, if you're not a part of that covenant, the scripture says time after time after time after time after again, from Amos to Ezekiel, they go all the way back to Moses, and this is the word, all the sinners, and this is why come I have to make a plea to even people like Brother Leonard. Because when you look at the scripture where it says a sinner, a sinner is an unredeemed person. How are you going to be unredeemed and be in a covenant? And all the sinners of my people will perish by the sword. They're going to lay your dead in the street. Your blood is going to flow. I hate to be the one to come and tell bad news, but that's the voice of a prophet. And that is the reality of what the prophets have stated. We have not come into Jacob's trouble yet. This is nothing but a preview. And I just say, hey, let's pray because this is serious. Just like Seth said, his manner and his tone, as it is tonight, because this is a very serious manner. Because they are literally abusing our children in the street under the disguise that they are protecting them and trying to restore law and order because the law officers are taking their orders from a tyrannical maniac. That's causing what he is. He's a tyrannical maniac. He has the same Hitler, same spirit of Hitler. Everything that Hitler did in his administration leading up to total domination is what Donald Trump has did during his four-year administration. And right now he's trying to create enough chaos so that his behind can stay in there at him because he doesn't want an election. Not right now because he wouldn't win. But if he can cause enough chaos, they can put it off. It's called an executive order. Talk to him about the Hell. Talk to him what happens if we go into March tomorrow. One moment. Uh, so let me throw a question out directly at you, L, indirectly to everyone else. Uh-huh. Because when I think about the notion of the young people, as you call them, I'm just going to say persons 20 years and younger for, that, for all intents and purposes, that they need leadership. Uh, my concern with that, it, it's not to say they don't. It's that while we slept, so to speak, they placed a wedge between the grandfather and the grandson, the father and the son, so on and so forth. 
And I, the reason why I say that is I was speaking to someone today, and they were just talking about, like, what what these kids may be saying when they are, like, 60 or 70. Yeah, I remember when they started out with that COVID virus and then it had those riots and this, that. Yeah, I was only 16 years old at the time. And so this person was explaining to me in a jocular sense about, you know, what the kids today might be explained to their grandkids. And their grandkids asked, you know, well, well, what did you do, auntie? You know, or what did you do, grandma? Well, you know, I did this or I did that. And when she said that, I thought to myself, like, you know, I remember being a child less than five years old living on 127th Street in St. Clair in Cleveland, and there were riots. There were race riots going on. And I could see they had the doors shut, but when my aunt would go out, because she was a participant, <laughs> she, I would see the people crowded up at the end of the street. But all kids aside, from that time, which literally had to have been about 70, 73, somewhere thereabouts, um, up through this very moment with dealing with what has taken place, I've never been somewhere where there was going to be a protest. I, you know, I moved to Illinois, I moved to Cleveland, uh, or East Cleveland. Um, I did my high school years in Illinois. I did my college years in Oklahoma. It's like I've never really saw this before, up, up front and personal. And so my thought is that I look at these kids today whom, if you are 30 years old, you're already school. And when I say school, that means old school in Fort Worth, as they call L. Now they call me. Oh, what's up, school? That just means you're old school. Well, how do you how do you lead someone? How do you lead someone or, or be uh, a, a figure of trying to coalesce a group of persons when they don't even see you as relevant already? Even even from a standpoint of that new the the, the, the math that they do, Common Core. Well, if I may, sure. Uh, yes, John, if yes, I may. If I may. Yes, 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 please. Uh, let's not let's not speculate. Why don't we ask one? Thirty years of age. Definitely. Let definitely, me also definitely, see You can't see him, but oh, oh, real quick, real quick, John, because he's here on the line. You want to ask? You want to ask one from that generation how you how you do that? Ask him that question. Hello. Okay, brother, you, uh, you, this is uh, Yeshua? Yes, sir. Hey, all right, so folks, for those, who don't, for those who don't know, this is Yeshua. This is Brother L's son. Yeshua, how old are you now? 28. 28 years. You don't count as no young person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the good thing the good thing is, the good thing is, is that you have had some time to mature. The, initially, I was saying 20 years and younger. But let me ask you a question, Yeshua. Um, at any point in time during these last four days, because L, you guys live downtown, and L was explaining that they were riding downtown and that you were out there uh, protesting what has taken place. At any time, did anyone attempt to pull everyone together and explain this is going to be our approach during the protest? At the very beginning. Okay, the, and so explain the, to us how that. At the mm-hmm. beginning of each um, protest has been the last few days, we have a leader or somebody in the community come out and speak out what our objective about how to vote, where to vote, not just presidency, but 
Congress, Senate, start voting our, our electors in our cities instead of just randomly doing things. Uh, we had a judge speak today, a Fort Worth judge, one of the judges, mm-hmm. came and, you know, tried to lead us in the right direction about how to get changed, not just speak about it being bothered and stuff. And so they were talking about voting. That, was, part, that was part of it, yeah, voting, change, voting. And if you do have anything you want to press, they got a uh, um, a seating coming up soon. You got by the mm-hmm. this week to register to be able to talk about it. Okay. And how did you receive how, wh- what they were saying? Were you open to what they were saying? Kind of like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea to address the issue that has taken place with George Floyd and other people of color who've been killed, many of them right here in Fort Worth. Uh, or were, were you just like, I'm willing to listen for the time being just out of respect? Or were you like, this is some BS, um, this dude okay. has been killed, honestly, other people have been killed? Mm-hmm. Honestly, me personally, I kind of already knew what she said. But the crowd you what? did very I'm well. I'm sorry, say it again? I said, R- repeat, I said me personally, repeat that. I kind of already knew everything that they were saying. So, like, mm-hmm. I agreed with it. But the crowd accepted it, accepted it very well. They agree. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Uh, yesterday, she registered fifty people to vote. That was there. Today, she's trying to go for a goal to, uh, to get people to vote as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you one last question before I, I let your father uh, take back over the line. Um, mm-hmm. If what what could someone, let's just say someone fifty years old. What what could they say to you that make you say, okay, I'm willing to listen to what you what you have to say? What would that what would that word be? Honestly, for me, if you there, I feel like you always been there. And if you that, if you 60, 50 years old, we today we go through a lot. We go through like today, today somebody was speaking before the judge spoke and was like, yeah, our elders failed us. Most of the people there were disagreeing, was in disagreement. My thing is, yeah, we go through some stuff, but nowhere near the rate it was 30, 40 years ago. So why would I not listen to somebody that's walked what I've walked and not more, and, and more on top of that? So most right. people I know was receiving it. But also with that being said, when these older people come up and talk, they need to bring somebody younger as well to talk with them. To, no doubt. To, Re- to resonate with the younger people because a lot of times young people feel like they know they know everything already, so they don't want to hear it from older people. True. They feel like they already know. But if you got somebody their age and a mature mind mm-hmm. that can relate to them, why not let them speak as well? I feel like it should be both. Excellent. Hey, Yeshua, appreciate you giving us a heads up the insights of a 28 year old man who actually was in uh, the protest here in Fort Worth. So that's a bird's eye view because. There has been some travesty uh, that has taken place here in Fort Worth that has been going on as far as the uh, law enforcement pertaining to people of color. It's, it's been, in my opinion, one of the more horrific spots of, of clashes. Um, you can go ahead and get your, your father back on the phone. Thanks for joining in and let, letting us get that insight. So, folks, we literally have five okay, minutes remaining. Okay. We have five minutes remaining uh, for – uh, those who have not called in, but you clicked on the link. Again, five minutes remaining for those people who clicked on the link to hear this show as opposed to those who called in. Once those five minutes are done, 
you not only will not be able to hear the show go any further, you won't even be able to call in because the um, the line will be closed at that point. So I would like to give you the opportunity to call in if you want to if you want to go into the overflow. That number is nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Again, we are talking about the aftermath of the killing of George Floyd, the protest, the the dis just simply the, the the lack of consideration toward a black man's or black woman's life. That's what we're talking about tonight. And for you who have clicked on the link, you will be cut off in approximately three to four minutes. You can call back in to 914-205-5590. Um, so, folks, we heard from uh, uh, Yeshua. That is El's, well, Elishua's son. Um and he just basically gave us a bird's eye view from a 28-year-old man. Um, I'm almost Good inclined job. to believe that the younger you get, yeah, the the younger the younger you get, uh, just like with <laughs> anyone, the less maturity. It's not like there's not children who are let's call it 16-year-old who are mature. There are, but on average, on average, maturity comes with time, and so. If Yeshua was 18, um, I'm inclined to believe that we could be hearing a very different story. If, if, if Yeshua was 16, it could be even more different. Um, yeah, but it was very good to hear that from his perspective. Yeah, yeah. And John, and Brother Seth. And John, 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 yes, and Brother Seth, in, in, every, in that regard is that, remember this, just like when we were out there and we were that age, there are always leaders among any group. No matter what age group, no matter what particular social economic status, there's always leaders. And the thing is, is that we have to engage the leaders that are there because a lot of those leaders that look at the direction, they're looking for understanding. They're looking how at some clarity on how to navigate their way through this. And I know for Yeshua, he's been that way ever since you know he was a little child. They would just draw a track to him. He just walked up in the in, in the uh, in the protest. He didn't have no. He didn't know the people who were protesting, which, like John stated at the beginning of the show, that's a concern for me. But I trust the Most High too, and I said, well, okay, I trust His judgment. And so the thing is, is that um, no, you're not gonna have the, the twenty in, but they re- but they did not recognize our voice, but they'll recognize their voice. And as long as he recognizes and those of his generation recognize our voice and the input that they're needing because they don't know, man. Again, they didn't have no doubt. You know, look at MLK. You know, MLK had mentors. His father had been a pastor all of his life, so they didn't have that. So what we have to do is we have to take the grace that's been afforded to us and give it to the next person in line and just pray to the Most High that they'll use it and use it wisely for the glorification of God and for the benefit of our people because they need it, man. They need it. They, they look. If, here's a good thing. Good example. If I may, have you heard? If I may, wait, wait, wait. If I may, two seconds. Well, actually, we only got one minute. We only got one okay, minute. Okay, two seconds. Like to... Two seconds. It's a, question. it's a question for you. It's a question for you. Have you heard pastors on the front line in the last four days discussing these issues and being a force or image of leadership for these people? That's absolutely it. not. Um, absolutely not. Now you're talking um, about my, my faith and where's the faith leadership. I, I posed that and, question. And what I would like to do, if I may, Sister Eliana, the reason why I was uh, unfortunately cutting L off is because we are at the 959 okay. mark. I wanted everyone to take a moment 
and just kind of coalesce their thoughts and give us uh, roughly a 10, 20 second statement. And then we're going to, we're going to go into the overflow uh, and discuss uh, what brother Seth had started out is why do we value black life with very little consideration? So sister Eliana, if you could initially just go ahead and give us 10, 20 seconds of your thoughts. uh, uh, You can start out with your post if that's okay. Okay, yeah, so my post was I made a question out to, to clergy or to faith-based, you know, leaders that they should get out, come out from their, their COVID-19 hiding place and walk with the people and, you know, do a faith walk of righteousness because right there you're going to be in the midst, you're going to be interacting with people, and then you get to hear the heart. A lot of times uh, leaders will sit from their vantage point and they will try to mm-hmm. – expound on what they really don't understand that's happening in the culture around mm-hmm. them because they don't interact. And like I interact with a lot of young people. As a matter of fact, I was out today mm-hmm. and I, I'm trying, I'm trying to win the uh, understanding and the mindset of a very severe, this, this young man is so um, into his lifestyle. Of course he's, he's homosexual, but he, you know, says RuPaul mm-hmm. is my, is my mm-hmm. mentor, but he is so, you can see his body is just being ravaged by what he's in. But whenever I see him, I entreat him well. He Now he's calling me auntie. I have another person, oh. young person, she's <laughs> homeless, and she calls me mom, you know, when she sees me. Hey, mom. But they walk up to me in the streets, and I was out doing some things I had to do today. But, you know, I entreated them. I, I spoke to them. But in order to win the young people, we have to be relevant and present where they are located. And that's, that's, that's one up. way they will listen to us. We have to be, you know, we have to understand, not from a superficial place of, you know, when I was a young person, don't give them I can beat that story. The young people don't want to hear that. I don't, I don't even like right. hearing that. And I'm not a young person. But when they're talking to you, we, we need to listen to them, where they're located, what is the passion, not telling them about when we were young. There will be a time. For that kind of discourse, but when we're trying to win the heart, the mind, the attention, and the respect of a young person, we need to know what interests them. What what right. what yes. are they about? Yes. yes, You know, if they're into anime, I'm gonna find out. You teach me about anime. If they want you to play a game with them, play a game with them because that is where they're gonna start looking at you differently. They're not even going True. to see your age after a while. They're going to see you as a person who who relates to them and understands. They're going to see you as a friend. And before we can even bring truth, Great. we have to be able to bring that that level of friendship. So we have to get out of our comfort zone. If you need to just get out and shoot hoops with the you know with the young men, just say you know what can I can I join your game? They're, oh man, oh okay. But you know you get out there and you start playing. After a while, they're gonna say, hey, you know you're gonna come out and shoot hoops. Now there's a discourse. You want them to understand right. what's happening on a on a deeper level. They're gonna listen to you. Let me buy you some lunch. Come on, everybody, I'll buy you all lunch. And then they're they're listening. So I do this a lot. I'm you know I don't have a large congregation, but I have a lot of people that respect me. And I, I what I'm doing is I'm growing a congregation of believers. It's not going to be, it's not overnight. And I've been growing right. it for several years, but the respect right. that I have in the community, I, you know, the young people respect me. They, they introduce me to their parents. Um, they call me friends. They call me mom. They call me auntie. 
you know, they call me sis because I'm relevant in the moment. I'm real with them. You know, I have gray hair. Some of them are making their hair gray. I'm like, why? This comes, this, you know, this comes with, <laughs> this comes with age and experience. What are you doing putting it in your hair, you know, to make a statement? But what I'm saying right. is think you of the have churches to be well, present, Think of the churches relevant. were open the last four days. So, see, Atlanta, think, 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 about, think, think about an opportunity would have happened if the churches would have been open the last four days. I know. That's what I'm saying. Now, I know that in Oakland... There were four churches that did get out. They did march. They were at the Lake Merritt. They were doing worship. They were singing. They were passing out water. So I know there are four churches that I know of personally that were in in the trenches, in the mix. The, the leadership was there amongst the people, talking to the people. I think that's the best approach. I think it's wisdom. You know, and, and, and especially us as Hebrew Israelites, we need to be there. This is a Hebrew issue. This is definitely affecting our community. And we have the real truth. You know, some people are reading the scripture, but they don't have the right interpretation of what's really going on. And they're supporting what's happening over in Israel, thinking that those are the people. Right. But when we know the word and we understand why this thing is happening, we need to be up front, personal. That's why I made those Facebook posts. I had pastors listening to me. I was just talking off the cuff. You know, I didn't have any makeup on. I was just, I had to be present in the moment. And I had pastors that I know were tuning in, listening to what I was saying, because I'm trying to always speak the truth. And so um, that's what we have to do. We have to really take every moment to read, to educate and to re-educate and to re-teach and to re-establish the proper word of the Most High concerning us, concerning our people, and concerning the world and the world events. All of these things have been foretold, but we need the right people with the right interpretation teaching it so the world has an understanding, so they can be blameless. They can't stand before the Most High and say, we didn't know. Because now we have that burden to teach them and in every way use it as a platform, first off, of love and an example, but also to win our people to an understanding of who they are so they can, we can be ready to come out from among these nations and be ready when it's time to be gathered. So this is the way I see it. This is the way it should be. We are not right. ignorant to fake devices. We know what's going on. We have a pre-warning, a pre-plan, just like those, you know, the government, Donald Trump and all of them, they got a script they're following as well. And when these right. things, like the coronavirus, they practiced this a year before they launched it. They already knew the protocol and what to do. We've had a book for 4,000 years telling us exactly what was going to happen. What are we doing? We need to be taking these opportunities as a as an opportunity to hit it hard and reach our people with the truth and to and educate the nations. And, of course, we're going to have many that come along with the nations, I mean, that come along with Israel. We know that. We're going to have the stranger. So we shouldn't be harsh on the stranger. If they have a real heart to, 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 to understand and to walk with us, then you're welcome to walk with us. But you're not running this Amen. thing. We're running this thing right. because we have the marching orders from the Most High, and we have the correct map, 
and we know the destination. So you can come along, but you need to be ready and teachable in order to follow along. And so that's what we should be doing. And, again, to reach the young people, we have to be transparent. We have to listen more than we want to talk. They might be wrong, but they won't respect you if you try to over-talk them and over-teach them. Listen to them, because a lot of them have something very, very profound to say. They have a a unique insight and a perspective, and most of all, like Yeshua was saying, if if they are knowledgeable and you're trying to reach them and they see another young person in their age range, they're going to be more keen to hear what you have to say because that's their peer standing next to you, and if their peer respects you, it's going to heighten their understanding of, hey, we need to pay attention. So that's where we start, being relevant. Be where they are, know what they know. If you don't know, ask them to teach you. Ask them to show you and and be willing to follow. We'll have a lot of time to teach them, but when we're trying to win them, we have to be silent. We have to learn. If I may. Thank you. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Sister Eliana, we, we thank you for that information, um, for that yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. to 30 seconds. That was from 20 seconds. With that being said, uh, Brother L, Pastor Chris, Brother Leonard, Brother Seth, Good night, y'all. Y'all have no time. I was just on by LSU and saying he did, so I just went for it. He egged you on, didn't he? He did. He did. No, I I, I, I play too much, Sister Eliana. You know I do. Um, Seriously, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, just lighting it up at the end. What I would like to do, though, is truly, I would like uh, uh, Pastor Chris, Brother Leonard, uh, Brother L. Uh, Brother Seth, I, I really would like for you all to just make a quick comment and summation because we are already in uh, the overflow. I'm going to place this back into Brother Seth's hand in just a moment because I'm going to remove myself being in the overflow. But I would like, and, and, and even, the, the, even the questions or the statement that I put out to you, Brother Leonard, we'll just have to catch that on another, uh, on another show <laughs> because we don't really have the time. We want to go ahead and focus on the subject at hand, but let's go ahead and start. Brother Leonard, is there something that you would like to basically um, uh, state that just kind of uh, jails your thoughts as it pertains to this show right now and what took place after the uh, George Floyd um, killing? Well, well, I was just what I was trying to address is the fact that uh, uh, Mr. Floyd is just uh, one in many. And so I was trying to address the source, the reason why it's happening, you know, because that's what okay. people, you know, understand. So I, I was reading about a lot of people don't understand that the Gentiles are our enemies. They keep each okay. other friendly. Well, let's but let's do this. Let's do this. I, I'm inclined to believe, if I may, Brother Leonard, and and again, I, you can finish your statement if you're not done yet. Um, I'm yeah. I'm gonna go already put it on the table and make a request to Brother Seth that we do a part two next week. And the reason why is that I anticipate that there will still be more protests. There still will be more carnage. There still will be more death. And we can kind of pick things up. It's very difficult to take something as big as this and put it into a two-hour time slot. So, Brother Leonard, I understand what you were explaining. You were just trying to give insight into why it's happening. Go ahead and complete your thought, please. 
Well, I, I'm just another verse that I was wanting to read. It's like Moses prophesied to to uh, the Israelites at Mount Sinai about what they were going to do in the future. Mm-hmm. He also prophesied about the Gentiles. He said there w- there will be a great wrath from the Lord against the children of Israel because they have forsaken his covenant and turned aside from his word and provoked God and blasphemed because they did not observe the ordinance of his law. For they they have treated the Gentilia, that means they private parts, like the Gentiles. So that means they've done away with the circumcision. So so that so that they may be removed and rooted out of the land and there will be no more pardon or forgiveness to them for all the sin of this eternal law. So that's why we was kicked out. And it's happening still happening now because we are not obeying this law, this eternal law about the circumcision. And if you're not circumcised, you're destined to be destroyed. And that's what we're witnessing. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, Pastor Chris. Yes, sir. Yeah, please. Um, uh, just give us I, your insights. Um, it, 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 everyone has violated my 20, 30 second rule. So just go ahead and do you, do you for the. <laughs> All right. If I can get some eight minutes, I might even go longer. Anyway, <laughs> I just <laughs> let me let me let me quit joking. You know, I, I wanted to say, uh, Sister Eliana, I appreciate what you're doing as far as being with the people. You know, now I haven't been out in Fort Worth marching, but I know the leader. His name is Donnell Ballard, who's been been um, you know uh, setting up and, and setting up the marches and stuff and I've been talking to him daily about hey what y'all going to do today nah I don't think you know so I guess I'm old now I'm a I'm I'm an elder and I advise but I have not been out there actually marching um and then the other thing no I wanted to uh, report the other thing I wanted to say is I don't know if y'all remember when we used to have our sessions at the church but I'm sitting up here oh, yeah, and dug sure. it out this report is prepared by the FBI Counterterrorism Division, and it's dated mm-hmm. October the 17th, 2006. And the title of this report is White Supremacist Infiltration of Law Enforcement. Exactly. The, the FBI, was they were concerned mm-hmm. about so many white supremacists, get, you know, joining police departments on purpose. On purpose, and and from what I understand, this one was dated 2006. They did another one in 2016, but it's still classified. This one was unclassified, and you know it's out in the public, and you can see that. Um, mm-hmm. Then the other thing I want to say, you know, uh, I always go back to the story about the Trojan horse. You know, uh, you know the I guess the Greeks rode the big pretty horse. They were at war and stuff. And right. people, oh, this is beautiful. It's nice. It's and the old folks and the old folks said, "What's what did they say? Beware of Greeks bearing gifts." And they tried to warn the people, "Hey, you know, I know them. I've been around. I know what they do." And they said, "Oh no, they, you know." And you know, you know the rest of the story. The Trojan horse got inside the walls, and at night, the soldiers that were right. in the Trojan horse came up and destroyed the city. So. I agree that, you know, we have to meet young people where they are, but they need us for the wisdom. You know, you know, I have to talk to my son about certain things 
and and put you know because I'm older than him, I can put it in a historical perspective for him to get him to understand. Oh, well, that's the reason why. Oh, that's why they're doing it like that. Absolutely. And then the, uh, yes. yes. The last, you know, the other thing I wanted to say, I don't, I don't know uh, if y'all saw uh, forty-five uh, on, on in front of the church with the Bible yeah. upside down and backwards. And y'all know, I'm just, you know, I know y'all know what I'm saying for the, for the radio audience. That's a sign of, of Satanism. I didn't you realize it was upside he, you know, down. Yeah, I didn't upside realize down it. and backwards. You can you can see the Bible was backwards because you couldn't see Holy Bible on the front. But when when you hold a Bible upside down and backwards, that's a sign. That's a sign that Satan is used. That's right. You know they they are they are perverting. That's yes, everything yes, yes. everything done backwards. Everything done backwards. Right. That's that's because you know that is people use, that is a icon. Go ahead, brother Chris. Yeah. Yeah, so when people, you know, when, 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 you know, when you saw that, he was, in other words, you notice when people on in on the air, if you're holding the Bible, you kind of hold it down around your waist. You don't hold it up in right. the air, you know. Right. Face level where they can see it. And, um, you know, I think Brother Leonard had a good point. We really need to talk about the Gentiles. And I just, I just wanted to close by reading something in Luke 21. Right. Um, they will fall by... By the, the, I'm starting at verse 24. They will fall by the sword, and we will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles in time, until mm-hmm. the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the mm-hmm. roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things mm. begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Amen. I'm Man, that is the scripture right there, Pastor Chris. Thank you. Um, the, my last can words I, are very simple. I, can I, we need can, a, can I? Yes, you can. As soon as I say this, Brother Seth, can we get a part two next week? That's all the brother wants. We're going to have two. to do a part two next week, and, and the cliffhanger, I think, is going to be what what Pastor Chris just said. I'm going to tell everybody right now what's on my mind. What's on my mind, Brother Seth mine, is we got to make it crystal, crystal clear, because young people listen. This phone line is lit up. I know I say it all the time, right? This phone line, it could be the topic, though. I try to gauge, I try to figure when, why, how we get callers like the bishop. You know, he got quite a few callers, and we always get quite a few people. But I'm just trying to figure out. Um, um, and Brother John just dropped for some reason, y'all. But anyway, we we'll wrap up the show anyway. Um, but but next week we're gonna do a part two, like Brother John said. I don't know how he dropped, but uh, hopefully he can call y'all a bit. But we we wrapping up literally like in a couple of minutes. Uh, but next week we, I like to talk about. This thing about the Gentiles, I mean, really and truly, because we have to be crystal clear. We're giving marching orders, and we have to be very clear as to who is the enemy. I mean, really and truly, young people are listening. One minute we say, oh, they're not the enemy. Next minute we say, oh, they're the Gentiles. Watch out for them. They're this, they're that. We need to be crystal clear. We really need to be on one accord, okay, because it's not clear. I mean, it's, we're saying a lot of good things, but then it's, you know, so 
I don't know if we split, but we put out a lot of good plays. Very good show. Oh, my goodness. I promise you. Brother Leonard firing away. Alfie Chris didn't even say that much, but still saying some very key things. Steliana, Sharp as usual, Ella Shua, Brother John. I mean, everybody, a very good show. I give it an A. I'm telling everybody right now. If I if I can even grade, who am I? But my point is, I do think when we talk about the enemy, the, 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 the Gentiles or whatever, it's like they're the enemy. And I, according to the way I look at the Bible, the enemy could be in Israel. There's lots of things that Israel the, did that was the enemy, the enemy is in Israel that actually caused those slaves to come in the first place. And there are times when the Gentiles, such as Egypt, actually defeated Josiah, King Josiah. He was a good king, but he lost and went up against Egypt. Father told him that's a good king. Don't go up against him. Josiah didn't listen. He lost. So the Gentiles can be used in the Most High, but we present it like almost they're the just no good, nothing good in Gentiles. That's not true. I suspect, I believe that our enemy is lies, deception, ignorance, and evil spirits. That's it. That's the end of the, the list for me. It's not a, a people. It's not a look. Right now, the enemy, the, the Satan, lies and enemies, is promoting the philosophy of white supremacy that benefits whites. But that don't mean that, that the beneficiary is the enemy. Satan is, is the author of white supremacy, not King Leopold, not Woody Lynch, Satan. White people to me, I love you, but y'all ain't that smart. Nobody is that smart to cover the ideology that tumbled the whole world. This is the wine that made the nations drunk, in my estimation. I know Brother John kind of gave final words, but uh, while we go around, Robert, I'll show you first, uh, uh, Brother Leonard, Brother Chris, and then Sister uh, Eliana. In that order, please, if I can remember. Ella, sure, why don't you go ahead and give you a final in less than 30 seconds. Let's wrap up the show, y'all. But I really, really appreciate everything. I hope, folks, remember you can record these shows. You can go record. These shows are recorded, first of all. But what I meant to say is you can rewind them. So you can, everything you can get, all right? Go ahead, Ella, sure, please. Okay. Real quick. Uh, as Brother Linda said, in regard to circumcision to the covenant, that is absolutely, absolutely correct. But it's the circumcision of the heart, not the circumcision of the skin. Um, circumcision of the skin is the outward sign of the covenant to Israel. But the circumcision that brings about salvation and eternal life is the circumcision of the heart. Um, and we, like like and that I right there. Like that right there. Hold on a second. Like that right there. Folks, that what he just said was profound. Go ahead, brother. I just want to say that. That's how we've been doing all night. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And so, and I just want to say that I agree with, with Brother John. I agree with you, Brother Seth that we need to take this show and deal specifically in regards to the rule of the Gentiles because I think that you're, that you're right and absolutely in one regard, but I think the other thing is the reverse. Uh, absolutely, we know that the root of all evil, we know, you know, that's Satan. We understand that. But how we see it playing out in the earth has been defined and described and descriptive in the scriptures. And according to the scriptures, even Howard Shaw said it himself, Pastor Chris read the scripture, he said, that you should be trodden down by the Gentiles. That you yeah. that Jerusalem should be trodden down by the Gentiles. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled, until the end of the end. Even Paul said, he said that there will come a time when all representatives from the 12 tribes of Israel will come into the kingdom of, the God, of, of God or the kingdom of the Mosiah. And he said, and that would be what? He 
he says, at the end of the fullness of the times of the Gentiles. The end of the fullness mm-hmm. of the Gentiles is the end of this age. And after that time, we go into the seventh year, and that is the, the eighth year, and that is Christ comes to return. The Messiah comes to rule and reign, gathers us, even begins to pre-gather us and take us back to our land, to the land you, that our enemies are now. So our land gotcha. is being occupied by enemies, sure enough. So real quick, I'm sorry, went beyond the 32nd rule, but I think it's a good idea. Come back, revisit the issue of Gentile. It's very important, and this is why I come. I am so adverse against Edom is the white man philosophy because all it does okay, is Okay, brother, Ella, so we got you. We got you. Don't part That's two. It. Okay, uh, I think it was uh, 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 Brother Chris, I think. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just wanted to say, I, I think it was a very good show. And I, if, if uh, Seth, yeah, I just, I just want to make a suggestion, you know, because you, you mentioned that a couple of times. Um, could we maybe have have more time for your callers, you know, because you said that the board is lit up, but you know, we did most of the talking and didn't take any questions or comments from. Well, from thank the people you for saying that. Just, uh, uh, just FYI. I, I put it out there for callers to press one. Trust me, if they want to talk, they will press one. They know that I say it. Uh, maybe I should say it more often. I did say it twice. Maybe I can maybe say it three more times. But they know that. Trust me, brother Crystal. This show is catered caters to callers. I constantly look for that that hand to go up. But very good observation. Go ahead. Yeah, but that's it. I'm done, and I just want to thank everybody. Very good. Very good show. Yes, yes, I agree. One of the best. I'm not playing. I mean, everybody was firing away. I really appreciate the unity tonight. And that was Pastor Alfie Chris of Alathia Temple going to Brother uh, Leonard uh, of Prophets of Awakening. Brother Leonard, go ahead. Your line is open. Yeah, I just want to reiterate what I was saying. I'm still in Jubilee. You said, the Gentiles, they shall be the enemies and the foes of my children throughout all generations on the earth. And no part of them will remain. Let me read that again. No part of them will remain. Not even one shall be spared on the day of wrath of judgment. Now, uh, <laughs> I know they want to jump back in. Well, if that if that's the case, then only Israel is going to be saved, and all the Gentiles going to just not going to be with the Father, according to what you're saying. I think what it's saying is those that are wicked, not one of them are going to be spared. But we'll talk about that later, Brother Leonard. You always come with the thunder. I think of you as an agitator. We'll be going along thinking we've got it together. You'll say something to show us some errors here and there. And I appreciate you, Brother. I really do. So uh, is that your final? That's it. All right. That's Brother Leonard. Johnson, uh, Prophets of Awakening. I really, really, really appreciate him being on the show. But then I always bring something to make you think. And I just, just appreciate his, his spiritual intelligence and his, and his, and his uh, research. Sister Eliana Badia, final uh, panelist that will comment, and then we're going to wrap up this show. Sister Eliana Badia, all the way in Mercy, California. You know I'm going to go first. So I want you to go last tonight. Uh, you can get the closing on uh, the panelists anyway uh, for us with one yard. All right, well, King James Version, Daniel 7.25, and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. So we know what we're dealing with, and uh, I'm inviting everybody to come back and listen next week as we talk about the Gentiles. 
Good night, everybody. Well, all right. Good night, Cecilia. And again, I appreciate your contribution for tonight. I'm sure others did as well. You was, uh, y'all was on all cylinders tonight. I really appreciate it. And again, folks, you've been listening to Five Truths on Network. I'm Brother Seth, and there you have it. Uh, remember, these shows are recorded. You can record it. Uh, don't forget, y'all, hold on. Got a final uh, last song. I always put a lot into the first and last song. All right? It's very important. Uh, the whole show is a package. It really is. Uh, but listen, next week will be a part two. we got to keep talking about uh, uh, the one and only uh, Mr. Uh, 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 George Floyd. Uh, and the global aftermath, and we're going to just hit it from a different standpoint because we, after a protest with whites, so-called whites in a way, again, every time I say I'm, I'm feeding a lie, they are a people that is really hard to define who they are because I believe they are from, we all have to come from the same uh, garden, and uh, how white people got to be white and so-called dark-skinned people, well, it all started dark, but how did they become white is the question, not so much how they become dark. And I think we need to hit it. I really think we need to be crystal clear to our young people. So if you're listening, tune in next week, and we're going to uh, share uh, 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 exactly who and what we're dealing with. And remember the Gentiles, the Gentiles, the Gentiles. Another thing I'll say, only because I got the final words, I mean, I'm right, y'all. I'm just holding the mic, that's all. Brother Leonard, Sister Eliana, Brother Elishua, any one of them could be very well more in tune than I am. But I just believe this. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I just, I just, it's just crystal clear to me. It's a philosophy. You show me a white man that's Satan superior, and he kneeled on the necks of black folks, and I'm going to show you why he did it. That man had a reason. He ain't stupid. He got a reason why he was on his neck. And he probably said he was just a nigger. You know, part of a people that's nothing. You're taking down our country. You this, you that. It's going to be a bunch of lies. I have never saw a white person act out like that and say something like, well, you guys are the greatest. You guys build civilizations. You know, the whole earth started. The, the most high made his man brown. And uh, I'm just killing you because of that. It, it, it just don't normally work like that. In Europe, this is what a lot of uh, you may not know, they used to actually don't near worship dark skin. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The reverse of white supremacy happened in Europe. Go back and do your history. They used to idolize Africans. Yes, they did. We'll talk about that next week, folks. You've got to hear it. I'm telling you, the agenda, and another thing I want to put on the minds of the listeners, and that's only because I'm holding them back again, is remember this. If whites haven't always been in Europe, the Gentiles could not have always been white. A hundred different ways. When something is true, you can prove it more than one way. Listen. We love every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I know those are my final talkers. They can't comment. You know, it's probably not fair, but I just want to say that I did, haven't said much all night. Y'all know that. I was trying to hold my piece. I was going to get in earlier, my defense. But I wanted to say that earlier, and they just couldn't because, you know, just trying to let everybody in. But the Gentiles haven't always been white. Good night.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.